We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a Back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty. Joining us right now, uh, he was featured HBO's Uninterrupted Say Hey Willie Mays. Yes. Uh, baseball historian, San Francisco Chronicle columnist, John Shea. John, thank you so much for joining us. What is up, fellas? You, get to, you guys get to see the uh, HBO doc? Uh, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, John. Guru absolutely has... I have it penciled in for a special time on Saturday night at seven thirty. But but here's what I, I'll tell you what. Here's yeah. what I've heard. I've heard Willie Mays is featured prominently in the John Shea documentary. <laughs> you were great, John. <laughs> My man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, let, let me ask you this, uh, John. Look, I, I was a I was in the media. I'm in the media, and certain writers and reporters develop relationships with with players and you know i never i never thought most athletes ever let let's say the media in you know i think the media always wanted to be in the bubble and but but players are players you you've seen can can you talk about your relationship with willie mays because from the outside uh it really does feel like you have a special friendship and relationship with Willie Mays that happens very seldom uh between media and a and a player of that stature. Well, maybe it's different because I didn't cover him as a player. If I did it might be different mm. because uh, you know but then again But you are a media guy I, now. You are a writer right, now. Exactly. But, I, you know, Willie Mays especially is different. I think he's everyone's friend. You know, if you're a baseball fan, a Giants fan, a sports fan, you know, he's your friend. I mean, you see, it's like he's pretty universally beloved. I mean, a guy who was never booed at Ebbets Field or Dodger Stadium, you know, Posey goes in there. I mean, what's wrong with Posey? He gets booed. And Bonds, of course, got booed a lot at Dodger Stadium. But, like, in May of... 1951, when Mays got called off to the military, his final at-bat before this in two years was in the eighth inning at Ebbets Field, and he got a standing ovation walking off the field, and this was only his second year in the big league. He was a 21-year-old kid. So, you know, from the, I mean, people just love the way he played. 
love the way he talks and love the way he expresses himself and inspires people. So it's been kind of easy for me personally. I mean, I grew up in the Bay Area watching him and then went to San Diego for most of the 80s, came back in 88. And by then he was back in the organization because Bob Lurie and Al Rosen brought him back in 86. Remember Bowie Kuhn suspended Mm. him and Mickey Mantle. Wise decision, right? Because of their association with casinos and they did nothing but sign autographs and stuff. Oh, right. What year was that? And then, well, that, well, and then Peter Ubroth came from the 84 Olympics and commissioner in late 84. What's the first thing he did? He he brings Mickey and Willie back in the game. He poses Sports Illustrated. They're back. I mean, the big, the the easiest PR move of all time. Yeah, bring Willie and Mickey back to the game. So that was 85, 86. Said, hey man, work with us. So he's been with the Giants ever since. Peter McGowan showed up in '93, gave him a lifetime contract to be Willie Mays, an ambassador, a, a coach, a, an advisor, whatever. And he took that. You know, a lot of a lot of teams hire these guys, but you never see them. Mays was always right. in the clubhouse before the pandemic, and you know, oh. working covering the Giants and all this. I mean, of course, if he's holding court, you're going to be there and. I wrote about him a bunch, and he trusted me because he kept talking to me. Right. So eventually I asked him, like, way back in 05, hey, how about a book? And he doesn't say yes or no. He said, I'd like to see it in classrooms. So, okay, man, that's cool. Let's inspire people, and let's get your word out, your messaging, and what lessons should we share? And and that was, you know, project of a lifetime. And then this documentary comes off, and, and this is like a parallel path project of a lifetime because they asked me to help out and assist with art or contacts or uh, I didn't think they would use so much of me in the documentary. (laughs) They have all these (laughs) legendary people they could speak with so that was kind of an honor, man. Yeah, John, in your wardrobe, I told the guy second to none as a kid (laughs) say it was fire. You were clean. Let me ask you this because I've been telling everybody that'll listen, John, there's nothing like history because you think you know you don't know. I never knew that the great Jackie Robinson helped Willie Mays get get noticed by Major League Baseball. I I hadn't heard that, but it's obvious in the doc that that Willie Mays looked up to Jackie Robinson and to me even patterned himself, you know, like Jackie Robinson. But what kind of, I don't want to say turn me off, John, was when the social issues start to come about, that Jackie came out and spoke that he thought Willie should do more. And my question to you, how much did that hurt, Willie? Because I got to imagine that did. It hurt him a lot. It was very hurtful. He 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 did not appreciate that at all. Listen, there's a big difference in age between Jackie and Willie. I mean, Jackie came up to the Dodgers when he was a twenty year old, twenty eight year old man. I mean, he had been in the Negro Leagues and in the military. He went to UCLA. He married Rachel, and then here comes Willie, a year out of high school, twenty year old. And he's a starting center fielder for the New York Yankees in the polo ground. So, I mean, <laughs> Jackie, by the time he was at the majors, was an established person in life, in the world. And Willie was fresh out of high school without that college education. His yes. dad telling him, hey, don't, don't do anything that is going to backfire. Because this was only four years after Jackie Robinson broke in that Willie broke in. And he had heard a lot of the same stuff in the minor leagues because he went from the Negro Leagues, the teenager, to an all-white league after the Giants signed him, the Interstate League, playing for the Trenton Giants, 
going to these towns in the South, hearing stuff he had never heard, just like Jackie, and just like so many ballplayers who were breaking in at the time. And he was ready to go back home. He looked at me once during the process of the book and said, I didn't know if it was all worth it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, imagine if we didn't have Willie Mays, you know, (laughs) this icon, this cultural American hero. But, yeah, it, it was rough on him. But the point is, I mean, yeah, Jackie wrote this book. Baseball has done it in the early 60s. And he asked Willie to contribute because Jackie interviewed a whole bunch of people, black guys, Latinos, white guys. And Willie said no. He didn't want to do it. That wasn't him. He didn't preach or march or do the stuff that a lot of people did. But Jackie, who was much older and did those things, he was retired at the time, got all over Willie, including in the book, saying, man, wouldn't it be good if this young man, you know, shared his story about growing up, you know, in poverty in Birmingham and now owns this fine house in San Francisco. But Willie said, no, it's not his thing. He wasn't doing those things and I mean Jackie opened the door for Willie who opened the door for these younger gentlemen you know named Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali and Arthur Ashe who did those things Jackie wanted to but not everybody is the same right man so so Willie did it in fact Bill Clinton in the book told me this wonderful line he said Willie Mays made it absurd to be a racist in other words the, 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 the indelible images the not just the words, but the actions and the lasting images, the things he did that changed minds and changed people is what Willie Mays is all about. You're listening to John Shea. He's featured prominently in the Say Hey Willie Mays documentary on HBO and uh, his most recent book, Long Shot, clearly is about Marge Shot. Uh, that that one, uh, we, I, I have too much to ask you about this before we get into her. We'll bring it back for her. Hey, um, so no, you're, it's not her. No, it's not her. It isn't. All right. Well, that's a no, good tease. Dumb. That's a tease. Um <laughs> Is there Was there any similarity? You were talking about the way Mays didn't like to dip his toes in some things outside. Is there any similarity uh, between a Mays and a Michael Jordan in that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, though, obviously, <laughs> Michael Jordan did not grow up in, 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 in the Jim Crow South during the Great Depression with, with hardly any money and... You know, these shotgun homes that, you know, the industry is built for the people working in the mills and, you know, outside of Birmingham at the time. So it's, it's impossible to compare those. But I see, I see your point. Um, Jordan didn't want to say things maybe because of financial reasons. He didn't want to piss anybody off yeah. on this side or that side because it would hurt his payday. Now, that's not why Willie Mays didn't say things. Nobody was getting paid back then. The most he ever made was 165000 So, so, So he did things just because his dad told him that was his upbringing. That's the way kids from that area, because the chance to preach or march, like there was later because Willie opened the door and Jackie opened the door for, like I said, the Jim Brown, the, the Muhammad Ali, and the all these fine gentlemen who were younger than Willie, able to do things that maybe Willie wasn't able to do at the time. 
Yeah, and you know what, John? We all have our lane. You just mentioned it. Some are quiet, some lead, some march. But I thought it was poetic that uh, when it came to the neighborhood that Jackie and his wife were trying to move into and a predominantly white neighborhood, they didn't want him there. But uh, Willie, he fought for that. He he didn't back down. And, I, and, and again, I know that's different than the social issues, but it's almost the same concepts. And just from afar, I appreciated that he told his wife, no, this is the house we want. They got it. And, you know, things happen. But, you know, I, I just hate that Jackie did that and he had his reasons. But I got to ask you this, John. Willie Mays, to me, was Barry Bonds' second fa- second father, if, if, if you will. And I was at the ballpark on 3rd and King when they retired Barry's uh, jersey. I never knew Willie speaking kind of just, that was freestyle like that. That, was not, that wasn't on the, the list to do. And I know nobody loves you like your, your, your parents or your family. And, you know, n- nobody can do any wrong sometimes. You're, the love is blind. Barry Bonds, to me, John, is the best baseball player I've ever seen, but I know what comes with it. Some people out of California here say he cheated. Have you ever been around Willie when he's asked about Barry or the the, the, the allegations come up? And my question is, I know I'm long-winded here, is d- does Willie defend Barry to the point to where that's never happened? Or how how does he act when those allegations come up about his godson? No, um, it's a great question. You know, Willie will never say that stuff didn't happen with Barry. He probably knows, like everybody knows, if they read the books or the accounts of Balco, etc. But that doesn't matter to Willie because the association with Barry goes back to Bobby Bond. It wasn't just Willie and mm. Barry. I mean, Bobby Bonds, who was ultimate five-tool player had more 30-30 years than Willie Mays. I mean, he could do it all. He could probably run better than Barry. He could definitely throw better than Barry, but he just didn't last a long time like Barry. Uh, Went from team to team, in fact. Put up great numbers every year, but there were issues. So, But he was supposed to be the next Mays. And Mays hated that because he hated putting pressure on these young kids coming up. And Bobby came up like in late 60s, early 70s. And he was an amazing player by 1973, uh, MVP of the All-Star Game. I mean, he could do it all. Like Willie, he could do it all. So, born and then he was three or four or five. And he was kind of a pest to Willie in the clubhouse. Willie talks about that. And Barry talks about that. But Barry idolized him as a young kid, always at his locker, following him out the center, trying to do these basket catches, getting hit in the head, putting his glove on the wrong hand so he could be like Willie. And then, obviously, Willie is traded to the Mets in 72, and Barry goes on, plays high school ball, and goes to Arizona State, and goes to the Pirates. And then when they're reunited, Willie has a lot to do with them coming back to San Francisco. But when Bobby died in the early 2000s, It was Willie Mays, who always treated Bobby like a younger brother, visited Bobby at his deathbed, and Bobby told him, say, Willie, you got to take Barry for me because you're really the only guy he listens to except for me. So with Bobby gone, Willie took that and said, okay, you got it, brother. And then from then on, no matter what Barry did, no matter what controversy he got into, Willie was always there. And I used to see him at his locker, 
um, in Murph's office in the clubhouse. I once saw Willie in the middle of the clubhouse stretching out. Barry, who was lying on the floor, and Willie's pushing up his leg before a game. And I said, oh, my God, this guy does everything for, for Barry. And so Bobby asked him to do that, and Willie, who's loyal and faithful, said, absolutely, I'll do that. So Willie was always by his side. And then, like you said, he gave that little speech the day that Barry had his number retired. It was totally unexpected. It wasn't on the program. The game was delayed because of it. But he spoke 11 minutes from his heart, no script. That's Willie. And campaign for Barry to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That is shown in this documentary and whether this makes any difference for voters. And it's now in the Veterans Committee. And, uh, you know, who who knows? It might. John Shea joining us on 95.7 The Game. uh, Featured prominently in the Say Hey Willie Mays documentary on HBO. Um Man, there's there's so much I want to ask you about uh, re- regarding this. Is there r- real quick? Is there uh, anything you learned in the documentary, or anything maybe you would have liked to have seen in it, or stressed more, or something like that? Oh well, um, I, I I I mean, because the producers and directors thought everybody knew about the numbers. Maybe they didn't harp so much on how great he was, but you could never say enough about that. It ended after an hour and 40 minutes, and I said, you know, let's, let's have another one of these. Let's keep going for a couple hours. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you just can't do that. Um, it, I, w- well, you can at a bar. Seen, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I had never seen a lot of the old, a lot of the old images, a lot of the old video. Oh. Awesome. Color and black and white. I had, you know, it's pretty cool. Just well, being yeah. Willie running the bases or chasing down a fly ball or diving. Uh, they, they found out they found some pretty amazing stuff that they uh, they included. Some great interviews. Doctor Harry Edwards is pretty prominent as well. Man. Speaking of which, so cool. oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about Dr. Ha- uh, Harry Edwards. He mentioned that uh, the Negro Leagues, I didn't know Willie won a World Series in the Negro Leagues, you know, as a youngster. But he had mentioned that Major League Baseball, after Jackie and Willie left, you know, would come poach the stars out the Negro Leagues. Yeah. And it's kind of unfair, John, to ask you how everybody is feeling. But do you think if Jackie and even Willie knew that them, you know, progressing and going to Major League Baseball would kind of kill the Negro Leagues, how they would kind of feel about that. Because that's, if I'm correct, that's pretty much how it happened, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but the, the Birmingham Black Barons in 1948, they actually won a pennant, not a World Series. They lost the Homestead Grays in the final Negro Leagues World Series in 1948. And by then, Jackie had been, Larry Doby had been in, the Dodgers are adding a couple more guys. So the interest in the Negro Leagues began to wane because all the fans started paying attention to the Brooklyn Dodgers and wow. the Cleveland Indians because they had mm. black men on a team, which was just amazing at the time. So obviously your faith is kind of going away from the Negro Leagues because suddenly they're taking, it's not just the older, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't bring in like the old legends. They brought in the young guys who were, 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 just, who were just breaking in. And it, it was... I mean, yeah, some some great points were were made, but the the demise of the Negro Leagues. I mean, what the Negro Leagues were created because black men couldn't play in the major league. Right. That's what it was about from 1920 through 1948. But the league continued after 48, even though there wasn't a final World Series. But young Willie Mays played in the final Negro Leagues World Series as a sophomore in high school. 
He was 17, <laughs> and he was a starting center fielder. The center fielder named Norman Robinson broke his leg. Willie at the time was playing weekends or sometimes he was wow. in the field, second game of a doubleheader. Then this guy in center breaks his leg, and they put Willie out there. He was chasing down everything. So the pitcher said, man, keep that guy out there. He wasn't hitting like we knew Willie you know, later as a hitter, but he could run the bases like nobody and chase down everything in the outfield. And he wasn't a great hitter then, but he evolved. He's a sophomore in high school playing with man. legends, <laughs> these guys in their 20s and 30s. And uh, they won the pennant. They beat uh, the Kansas City Monarchs, you know, a famous sure. to, to win the pennant. And then Homestead took him down, and, and but I think Willie got like the the, the game winning hit and the only win at a in a four to one uh, loss in a best of seven. But but yeah, after that it kind of went away. But but Willie Mays as a junior and senior beyond the Negro League World Series, um, they were still playing. They still had legendary players, but you know he got better and better. And then he was taken by the Giants right after that. But you know it's a shame because talking about poaching, they took the best players. They did take right. relievers. They did take the utility guys. I mean, if you're an average player in the Negro Leagues, you're going to be an average player in the big league. But they didn't want those guys. Gotcha. They, we'll fill out the roster with, with white guys, not not black guys. So, and, and there was a quota. You had to have two or four because they rooted together. And when Willie came up, a dude named Artie Wilson been off the roster. Now, Artie Wilson is a wonderful Negro League legend. He played the shortstop on Willie's Black Barons team. Well, he was taken off that roster and then moved to the West Coast and, and was a star in the Pacific Coast League, which integrated, you know, the West Coast. They, they said, yeah, you know, we just want the best players. So you had to have two or four because sure. they roomed together. And then, you know, the, the Artie Wilson went away and Willie came in and the, the Giants had four again. But some amazing history that airs in this documentary, man. Yeah, good hey, job. Hey, hey, John, man, we, you know, man. I go, I go back with you. So I, I just appreciate yeah. this stuff so much, uh, and it what a what a what a thing to be associated with. Good for you. Tell your brother I said hello too. If you, if you, if oh, you I mind. sure will, man. How's the family? All right. Yeah, everybody's great. Everybody's great. Um, but thank you so much, man. Appreciate and, uh, it. Great, great luck with uh, all this stuff. No, hey, this was fun, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. That's John Shea. Uh, you can still read him in the San Francisco Chronicle, featured prominently uh, in the Willie Mays documentary, Say Hey, Willie Mays. Good stuff. Damn it. Streets are talking. Damn it. Oh, you know that sound. That's the sounder. Be the fifth caller right now. 415-951-2386 to win a pair of tickets for Warriors Bulls on December 2nd at Chase Center. Caller 5, 415-951-2386. You get Warriors Bulls tickets for December 2nd. Dude, streets are talking. That is unbelievable. Well, that, uh, I'll tell you what, you're going to look. Go ahead. No, there's, uh, no, go ahead. When it comes to history, there is no timer on the length of questions. I'm going to tell you something. I'm behind you 100%. What? I am behind you 100%. I cut that. Oh, my goodness. Who Was, is that man? I mean, man? you're going to think I'm joking. Was it a little long? Yes, but you set it up extremely well. And the, the, the question needed context. Right, that's, man, my, my So God. as whatever John Shea, uh, whatever John Shea... Uh, you know, was answering, we kind of understood why he was answering Man. that way. 
That's Donnie, he had pressure on him to speak up, man, and that's not everybody's lane. I got a guy or gal, JJ, on YouTube saying the issues then are not the same as today. I don't even know why we got to compare. I already understand that, but he went through a lot, man, and he took everybody. He took all the youngsters under his wing. Yeah, I mean, look, I was good man. I still was good man. Young, yeah. When Willie Mays was at the end of his career playing with the Mets. Oh yeah, they. And I was living it. in Pennsylvania, but and I don't know how, I don't know why, maybe through osmosis, but I was living in Pennsylvania. And knew that there was something big about this baseball player, Willie Mays, that he he was wow. bigger than the game. Mm. Like, I knew that even uh, as a youngster, I remember. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. That's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. It's a payday Friday. We got a half hour left. We can talk about that interview. We can talk about Warriors Cavaliers tonight at Chase Center. Talk some 49ers. Have some, let's have some fun on the back end. You got a question for Goo? You can fire away on 95.7. This is Kevon Looney. Welcome back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 again. Take it away, Steiny. Pretty sure that's the song Whitey butchered the other day. We, I was expecting to hear from Whitey to defend himself. Nothing. Well, he knows. I'll call him. He knows. Oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Crickets. He knows. I'll tell you what. No. People are talking uh, Whitey, shut up. about the John Shea interview. By the way, we just had John Shea on. He's a great Willie Mays baseball expert historian. He was featured prominently in the Willie Mays documentary that's, come out, that's out on HBO. And uh, here's why I'm going to support you to the end on this one. Because I hadn't seen the documentary yet. And just... you had seen it and asked two compelling questions from the documentary, which I couldn't have done. So that's why well, the way you asked the question in a way needed to be phrased like you need. That's serious. Crack a joke or say something. Come on now. No, I'm not going to. Dude, you're about to be in the arena. Okay. You going to watch warm-ups? No. Dude, come on. This is a legacy. I love it. I love it. How does he know which one to press? Well, you sit at that desk every day. You start to learn the buttons, if you know what I mean. I had a cu couple of things. Uh, uh, oh, let me tell you something. Drake's new album? Off the chain. Don't, don't, don't make me go there. Let's what, go. What are you talking First of all, I can't even say the title of the song that stinks. Well, welcome to rock and roll. Because well, it's I all, didn't, every rap, rock and roll, all that. I didn't know that now they're putting just flat out profanity in the title of the song. Like, I got it. You know, you guys. You know, oh, okay. So that's. Using the duck. Yeah, come on. I, Red Hot Chili Paper were naked and took a picture with the sock on their, you know what. That's a completely different. pizza years ago, That's which different. scarred me. So That's don't tell different. me this is any different. You watch regular TV, they're cussing. Sitcoms, they're cussing. Yeah, um, I, that album is fire. Drake is the goat. Okay. If, he if ain't it, Pac, but if he's it's right so, there. If it's so innocent, why don't you tell our listeners... What the name of the song is? Oh, I gotta pay the bills. Cats and millions. Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. Featuring Travis You're making Snow. my point. And the one, the favorite You're making song my on there point. is the last it's one. It's not all okay myself. if you can't say it uh, right now. Well, look at what you, a, what, Mary Poppins. What, what a uh, you gotta be clean. What a what a <laughs> hackneyed lyric. I ask Damon when he gets in here. That is true. I tell you what. <laughs> bottom line is, Drake now owner the two worst songs in the history of music. What? Walk it. Talk it, walk it. Oh, that talk was it. Migos. That's Rest in peace, the worst uh, song of all time. And this is yeah. the second worst yeah. song of all time. Those are facts. The Migos just lost somebody's time. Rest in peace, offset. Wait, take was, off. Was oh, Drake off. a part of it? No. No, they were part of the song. Was Drake in Walk It Talk It? Does <laughs> yeah. he have anything yes, to do he, with Walk It Talk It? Yes, he's exactly. In. It's a cla- it's a banger. As they song say. stinks. Are you good? Where, uh, where are you watching the uh, game tonight? Where's Cavs? Uh, I got it on DVR, so I'm gonna shut oh. off the phone. Taking what? the girls to go see Wakanda. Oh, cool! Forever. Yeah, good for you. It was gonna be packed. Isn't that? Does that make it I'll more have fun? a mask? Okay, honestly, does that make it more fun or less fun? Uh, less fun Why? as you get older. Because now we got we just got out of COVID. I told you I've been feeling a little under. Oh, that's weather. true. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know, add to the excitement. And now they got these recliners where you sit back in them. I go to sleep sometimes. But, dude, I can't. You When you go in to see it. I got to see the I first can't. one first. And Friday. Dude, what? Listen, I mean. I don't want to bring up the the, the uh, text thread. There's only side. one. There's only. You've created a new thread the, that you're not on. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's tiny. Like the Black Panthers. The original Black Panthers from was, Oakland. Oh, man. I mean, Newton. I just, I've always been, uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of study yeah, and reading. Yeah. And, you know, I, I that's a, a big interest to me. Okay. They got a superhero. This is about a panther, right? This is about a, a, like a, a actual feline. Well, it's a superhero who happens to be black. Okay. So that was a playoff, the but, Black Panthers, because mm. a lot of people are like, well, we're black superheroes. Is, is Huey Newton black. in it? No, he's not. No, he's not. Bobby Seal? No. Look at you. Angela Davis? Stein, no. you going to be wearing your uh, dashiki to the theater? I could see you in one. Oh, I'd look good. I didn't say you didn't. I feel like some people do. They are going to dress up when they go to this movie, right, uh, Guru? Oh. Uh, yeah. So it's I like, didn't even think, dude. Yeah, it'll come to America. So it's like, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Dude, I used to hate those. They had them they in dressed up. Yeah, they dressed up. I knew I was an outsider. It's like a cultural event, kind of. At least the, the first one was. Why do Michael Gleason use a legacy of those? Is what Damon is. today? Damon's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Seven minutes. Um, Drake raps to the women. That's how he stays alive. Well, That's what you do. Rap to the women. A uh, couple things I have. So, Jay, uh, 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 Clayton Kershaw, going back to the Dodgers. One I, year, 20 million. You mil shocked me because I was like, uh, and then you're like, guru, I'm the, that's a thing. Well, no. Here's all I'm I saying. I'm so under the weather. I can't. I can't. Nothing nasal. Okay. I'm not saying the Giants were poised to sign. Clayton Kershaw, but I could absolutely have seen a scenario weeks ahead where the Giants things aren't really happening like they want, yeah. And then they give Kershaw the the Carlos Radon Radon contract. Radon, dude, I just I can't get over him. I guess technically it's not over. You couldn't start selling to him. 
So when you go to judge, he can see you brought Rodon back, who's about to get paid. He's a damn good pitcher, and I can make an argument he was better than Webb. But, oh, bye-bye, night-night, like they got pitchers galore. I don't like that. Go make convince them to stay. Uh, I don't know. You don't seem bothered. No, I'm not. So who's the Giants' second-best pitcher, Wood? Second-best pitcher on the Giants. Yeah. Hey, e, you can help him. Cobb. It, it ain't Dees Clefani. <laughs> it ain't Gosman. Cobb. It's going to the Cobb. Uh, all right, last thing. Well, not last thing. Um, did you see... The Black I, Panther what was only a Black Panther. Somebody did that on Xfinity Mobile. What's this place guy saying that? get informed and learn some culture. It's embarrassing you don't know the Black Panther. <laughs> they talking to you. I don't know why I'm laughing. I do, I do know about culture. Yeah, when I just, was growing up, I'm talking about the culture back in the day. Gotcha. That's culture too. Old fashioned. I'll tell you what I said to Evan. I tell you what, I don't think I can get upset these last 30 minutes, but I'll tell you what, the 707 getting close with that kind of crap. Shake him off like Mariah Carey. I like it. I like it. Uh, I saw a headline today. It said, Did you see LeBron had a tweet in support of Kyrie oh, Irving? Some, Stephen A. Smith went ham today in support Stretch. for Kyrie. Other, yes, and insiders are saying. LeBron's supportive tweet means he wants to acquire. Oh him. my God! I even do like that. That's okay. the, that's a sign yeah. that all right. They want there. He's he can bring Kyrie onto the scene. Listen, the Lakers look at me are a tire fire. Not with Kyrie. getting traded. Kyrie and LeBron, LeBron can be gone. He will not sit for. They are up to two. What about 10. Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis for who? That's the trio, and the Lakers somehow find a way to get... Ky Look, the Nets just want to get rid of Kyrie Irving. He's a you, nightmare you, you for him so? now. You think so? That's where it's at now? Yeah. Probably. What did you think of that demand list? That's a lot of... Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But then, uh, so, the Lakers... They get Kyrie. Acquire Kyrie for, for what? Anything? Oh, they Throw yeah. some players at me. Who cares? Lonnie Walker. Dude, I like him. Yeah. Handy looks miserable. That's a shame. I text him. What do you say? I can't tell you. Yeah, okay. Ham and good, handy. Good thing you brought it up Ham on the air. Ham and handy. Dude, he is. Good job bringing yeah. it up on the air. Uh, Evan Mobley. James Wiseman. We hope. I'll tell you what, I think you can... How about this? Wiseman what do you think about this? What do you think about this? We'll find out a lot about Wiseman tonight and what Kerr thinks of him. Because here's the way I'm going to look at it. If Wiseman doesn't play tonight, you know what Kerr's telling me? He's protecting him. He's protecting him from Mobley. Okay, but what about he from Wiseman? He plays Wiseman. That I, means Kerr believes Wiseman can take on that challenge. But, mm -hmm. Okay, real quick. No, not real quick. It's Dr. Uh, what was my girl's name? Dr. Ruth. She was. You she can, had a specialty. I know, you're right. But, uh, What'd you say, Dr. Uh, Kevorkian? Or feel. Okay. Larry Kruger, aka. Listen, what if you risk, what if you run the risk of not trying to protect James yeah. by not letting him get that smoke which he wants? Yeah. And then you lose him behind the scenes. Because one of these DMPs well, is going to up. Very soft. So you telling me you would show up to the facility tomorrow get, and here's a guy that was in your draft class, a center, and you don't get to go at him? Sorry. Not if, not if what we've seen. For the first two plus years, 
I we don't think hurt. you can play with him against well, him. I'll say this. You, you, the well, sure. adage, we're coaches, you're in Steinway, we're in Redding, PA, and you're not a starter, I'll let you start. I'm that type coach. We see that all the time in the league. Oh, you're in your hometown? Go out there. You know what I mean? I'll give you more rope. Your parents at the game? I'll let you play. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it, basically if Wiseman doesn't play, it's like, uh, well, and I told you that story about me as a sophomore against oh, Redding yeah. High. Yep. Tony Jenkins. Oh, yeah, we heard his He helped me. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wiseman doesn't play tonight. Tonight. Really needs to work on those baby half hooks, right? Got it. Yeah, that's Bill Daly. Oh, sorry. Uh, Too many oh. teammates that didn't like you. And quietly, I've thrown about 14 ex-teammates under the bus out here. I hope nobody's... But the, the coach threw you under the ultimate bus. Oh, he, Did yeah. you hear that? He said, they just don't understand. <laughs> oh, you were a loner. So he said something like, you know... I, you know, other people had, you know, I, I never really had a problem with your attitude because, because oh, man. I just knew you Who wanted were, to win. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it was other people. <laughs> they saw you every day and had a problem. That's why I turned out. But she just, you obviously didn't care. I kind of you people liking you. I don't know. No, I cared. Sound like you had some enemies yeah, on the team. But people didn't, didn't like yeah. you. Yeah. What? You know what? Trust, trust me. Right now, but, but it's all good. Now you're a good dude. Uh, but how about this? You know, you know, I was. It's kind of like Kobe when he would like the way he would treat teammates <laughs> sometimes. Except I wasn't Kobe. I was just a guy on the team. Oh. But, what? Yeah. People stealing uh, your boy's bit. Who's Dave you? Chappelle. Uh, what is it? The black uh, delegation trying to trade me because I said the wrong rapper passed. <laughs> That's on me. Who? Uh, the Migos. I got it wrong at the first time. But uh, I fixed I'm, it. No, uh, yeah, seriously. Honestly, Warriors. Warriors. I, I didn't, and come I'm, out and David play. Bruce coming in right now, and I'll I'll give you my theme. With the fresh my cut theme that you didn't the get game. today. I know. My... Um, <laughs> Well, my theme for tonight is, you know, it's it's a it's a very intriguing, interesting game with, you know, more implications than your normal NBA game. Cleveland's eight and three; they've lost two in a row after a great start. They're now playing defending champions. They'd love to get right. Warriors now play Cleveland. They've, it, you know, did they turn it around with an awful win three days ago? And they've had practice, and they come out and. Boom. Knocked the, knocked the calves off uh, handily, and now we're saying, all right, let's see if this thing gets a moving. It's a no-excuse game, right? I mm. mean, they just had three days. Good way to put it. Three days to work on whatever was ailing them defensively. The Cavaliers are officially a team that has to on be ping, pinging on your radar, man. This is, a, this is a really good Cavaliers team, and I'll tell you, and I know you feel, you, you and I agree on Donovan Mitchell. Really skilled guy who, when he was in Utah, could shoot the Jazz out of a game okay, as likely as shoot them into a game, right? All yep. of a sudden, all of a sudden, this guy, he shows up in Cleveland, and he's like, I, I said this yesterday, it's like when James Harden showed up in Houston. 
Like all of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, I always knew he was good, but whoa, what 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 is this?" Yeah. So well, he, his numbers are but terrific. Yeah. Right though, D, he was on the border of be he was on the borderline of being the next D Wade, dropping fifty in the bubble yeah. playoffs, and then left some meat on the bone when things reverted back normal. It was more Donovan shooting the Jazz out of the game. Yeah, I mean, he, he said him and Gobert didn't like each other. And but. what's really funny too is, you know, it's officially tank time for the Utah Jazz, and and they go one of the best records in the NBA. That's it's, why we love sport. I it's, mean, it's, it's, I, I really man. It's such a weird start to the season, not just for the Warriors, Miami not just for the Heat, Jazz. All, all these teams yeah. are having a really weird start. Yeah, one of the things about Donovan Mitchell, I was thinking, is maybe this is kind of an indication that. The talent around him in Utah when he was there, they were just asking him to do too much. Like, Gobert just wasn't a help on 25 offense. last night. Who else they have? Bogdanovich? Yeah. Shoots every time Conley. he gets it. Conley? Conley. Okay. So, yeah, serviceable yeah. professional yeah, I got point a question guard. for you. He's got some you, players. You guys had a fire interview with uh, Coach Kerr. But Coach Kerr this week said something that Stani and I and I have been fighting, and I want your two cents on it. So he said Jordan Poole's struggles may be because better defenders are guarding him. And I said to myself, Damon, just me, I'm that dude. You're going to say out loud that maybe I'm off because I can't get a bucket on top-tier defense? If you're Jordan Poole, does that perfect? If you're Jordan Poole, DB, I don't. That wasn't the best thing I think I would want to hear from my head coach because I'm Jordan. You know what, Pool? I could get a bucket on the best. See, here's and I the showed you. Jordan's got that you Talk all know me. my name level <laughs> paycheck, but I don't know if he's quite got the game See, yet. Ooh, well, that's why Goo's a little... Go ahead. I think it could happen. I think it's going to happen. I like him an awful lot. I think he's probably the second best scorer on the Golden State Warriors. He might even have more in his bag to offer. Had you had that thought, though, that he's struggling because better defenders? No, but I, I, I honestly, I thought it, it wasn't an insult as much as there oh, was probably oh. some truth to it. I, of course. I, yeah, I, th I think that there's a little truth there. He's now, he's not sneaking up on anybody anymore, I guess would be the point. And bottom, when, bottom line is, I, I, I don't just, care if you're Poole, okay. Curry, Clay. It's like, yes, if Michael Jordan's guarding you, that's going to be different than Larry Bird guarding you. Like, D, I, like, what's the what's the problem? I just thought it was odd, dude. Any player will tell you that defense makes a difference. L look, it, Professional sports is about adjusting to the adjustment mm. that people have adjusted to okay. your adjustment. And if you can survive four or five adjustments, you're the guy who does sign second contracts and third contracts, and, and you survive the league. Jordan has survived the beginning of his career. He got rewarded incredibly handsomely for that survival instinct, where at times he wasn't just surviving, he was thriving. Yeah, go ahead, I'm looking at you. Did the, Warriors, did the Warriors overpay a little too early? <laughs> if we're asking that, my mind. If, if we're asking that question come Valentine's Day, maybe that question becomes legit. It's still early start to the year. But yeah, there's there's a lot of feeling around in a dark room for the Golden State Warriors yes, right okay. now. They're looking uh, for the no switch doubt. on the yeah. wall that last year <laughs> right. was easy to find. This year, it's not so easy to find. And it's got a dimmer switch. So it won't just go on Look in the snap you. of a finger. You lose a game tonight, it goes down uh, a little uh, notch. Uh, D, little I know we're up against it, but uh, like we just had switch. Josh Way, on. Did you catch Willie Mays, Doc? <laughs> so no, have not seen okay. it yet. I was just okay. talking to Ray about uh, this, and I said... 
Can we assign this as like a weekend homework assignment? We'll watch it both and we'll, we'll we come back and, and talk show. about it over <laughs> over the what over was Monday. A sarcastic re- <laughs> reply. I'm interested. You know, Willie Mays is a player I've heard more about than I've That's seen than I, I know about. I mean, he's more of a, a a legendary tale than he was a player I'm familiar with. You know, I know enough to genuflect in the man's direction, but to actually see him in the context of a good doc, I, I love a good documentary. I don't care what the subject is. Barry Bonds is the best, I'm telling you to this, the best baseball player I've ever seen play. I'm not a homer, nor a giant fan, but I hate the fact that some people in Iowa, Texas, uh, uh, anywhere else, Buffalo, New York, can say he's a cheater. Who's the best baseball player Damon Bruce has seen play the game? Barry Bonds. That is wow. Barry, Barry Would Bonds. Would you say the same? Barry Bonds, or, or, or I'll tell you, the other answer that I now have that I didn't have during the Barry Bonds career, Uh-oh. Shohei Otani. Okay, I'm not mad to at me, that. To me, Shohei Otani does things that I've never seen with Isn't my own incredible? two eyes that your great-grandfather yeah. never saw with his own two eyes. It's a remarkable right. beginning of that career. But, yeah, no, Barry, Barry Bonds is the single most devastating offensive presence I think I've seen in any yeah. sport ever. You know what I was just thinking about? Well, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> this is just hashtag random. Yeah. I just thought of something that make that's great about interleague play. It's absolutely phenomenal, phenomenally terrific. So Rocky Calavito is an old time baseball player, sure, okay. right? And he's friends of the family. And I and every time I see him, we talk baseball, 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 baseball. Played for the Cleveland Indians and the Detroit Tigers. When I ask him about Mays, Matty never played against him. Only in an all-star game. Hey, what about Gibson? Matty never played against Never him. hit him. Only yeah. in an all-star wow. game. So, interleague play means everybody's going to see yeah, everybody. Eventually. So you can talk about playing against a guy. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like, two contemporaries maybe never went up against each other, except in a World Series. And if it wasn't a World Series, uh, I'm sorry, all-star game or World Series, and if it wasn't that... You never, you never were on the field with them. Now, the other side of that coin is what used to be the very special, rare, hard-to-find matchup is now readily available, and the whole thing's homogenized, and there is no designated hitter now. Everyone's got a designated hitter, so there is no difference in the leagues anymore. I liked when baseball had hard-to-find matchups. I love it, D. I did. I I I remember when it was just four division winners. (laughs) 28 teams. Four division Man. winners. Sorry if you're second place. Seven teams in each division, in each uh, league. It's the regular season. Man, real quick, how tra- how trashy has Thursday night football been on Prime? I know they're getting made. They've got their money, but look the at games it this way. There's no one who Pepe hates it more than Al Michaels. Dude, he is. He checked. hates it. He hates Dude, it. Dude, don't even Al show Michaels up. Oh, hates I it. I tweeted that yesterday. He Dude, hates he's it. Out. He hates hey, we it. We gotta go. Right. Uh, Twenty. Uh, Fifty-four. Right. Oh, there it is. How much time we got? Let's get everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.